Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yeah, another Saturday morning. Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. We have a number of topics that we're going to discuss. We'll dive into some uh, statistics. We'll talk about whether home buyers need a lemon law. And we'll also get into what is the best day to close your home purchase. That should be interesting. Stay tuned for that. You can call Rob today at 905-575-7700. Find him online, robgolfie.com, on Twitter and Instagram, at Rob Golfie, and check out Rob Golfie on Facebook. So maybe we'll start off with these statistics. So what are we looking at here? So we've got some uh, good numbers from uh, average sale price from last year to this year, uh, you know, starting from January 1st to the end of uh, August. Okay. And in the uh, Hamilton West, um, we're up 10% from last year. The, wow. Yeah. So, so year up, to date, we're 10% ten, better than we did last year. That's right. Year last year was an amazing year. It was an amazing year. So last year, in 2015, by this time, the average sale price of a house was 436000 That's okay. an average sale price of detached home. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, these are true numbers. A lot of times the real estate board puts out uh, stats, and that's combined with Hamilton, Burlington, everything combined right, together. Right, 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 right. Um, but, but the average detached home in 2015 was 436000 This year so far, it's 478844 Wow. Um, it's up 10% uh, from last year. This is, this is in the uh, Hamilton West End. I didn't do, I didn't do the... Um, uh, the townhouses. There's not many townhouses, yeah. but but that's but, like a forty thousand dollar jump. It is. It's huge. Wow. It's it's huge. And and I don't know. Did you get a ten percent raise last year? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but but you have to see you have to see the East End okay. now. East Hamilton on detached homes. Um, it's it's gone up twenty one percent. Really? Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. So that's on detached homes. So last year you could buy by this time between January and the end of uh, August last year, mm-hmm. you can buy a detached home for two hundred sixty two thousand four hundred twenty two dollars last Pretty year. Pretty good deal. Now this year it's going to cost you three hundred eighteen thousand uh, dollars to buy a detached home, and with townhouses. Uh, it's up 38% wow. in, in the East End. Again, there's not as many. Um, in 2015 with townhouses, the average townhouse in uh, East Hamilton was $207,681. Mm-hmm. This year, it's $287,500. That's cow. up 38%. That's it's, amazing. It's a crazy jump. That's on townhouses. Okay. Now, Hamilton Central is probably one of the best markets, I think, for for turnaround because it, it's been a uh, kind of a neglect, neglected market yeah. and that's where all our out-of-town buyers are coming into especially the millennials are coming now, in now when we're talking about hamilton center are we talking downtown and kind of lower city where the escarpment we're, starts yeah North yeah Ends? yeah between I, i'd say between um kenilworth and james street that okay. kind of uh that like and then from the uh from the escarpment to uh bart like barton street or burlington so North street. End. okay yeah so that's all central um, so detached homes, 
um, in 2015, the average detached home in Hamilton was $240,687. Hmm. Um, this year, it's $289,121. So it's up 20%. So those are those are detached homes. And and I know when we hear stats, you know, with, with everything combined together between Hamilton, Halton area, right. it, it's over 400000 But yeah. now I've, I've co- compressed it. I deleted any... Um, rentals that were involved in those stats. So sure. these are true numbers that that I'm, I'm getting. Wow. Now the townhouses, um, townhouses in, in Hamilton Central, uh, they're up 21% in, in Central Hamilton. <laughs> so that's it's gone up quite a bit. Um, so Dundas, are you a Dundas guy? I'm not a Dundas guy. I'm a Hamilton Mountain guy. Oh Hamilton, I'll get to the Hamilton Mountain. Everybody wants to be a Dundas yeah, guy, yeah. don't they? Oh I know. That's what everybody <laughs> I know. I know. It's a great town. Um, Dundas <laughs> detached homes. 2015, uh, the average price was $510,583. Okay. Uh, this year, so far, 2016, 583823 wow. up 14% oh, okay. That's in amazing. Dundas detached home. It's getting That's a, like a 60000 plus it's increase. Getting, it is. It's getting very expensive, very expensive. And then on the townhouses in, in uh, Dundas, it's up 18%. Uh, the average price in uh, Dundas last year, in 2015, by this time last year, was 296,758. Hmm. And this year, uh, so far, it's $351,327, up 18% from last year. That's wow. Dundas. Dundas. So now, um, let's go to Ancaster. Ancaster, okay. everybody always likes to hear Ancaster. So yep. Ancaster is uh, up about 12 to 13%. Last year, a detached home in Ancaster. Uh, would cost you probably $625,683. Okay. So you're looking at over $600,000 yeah. for a detached home. Now you're looking over a $700,000 home. Really? So so the average home, average detached home in Ancaster right now um, is $705,000. That's wow. a lot. It's it, And last year was six twenty one. Last year was six twenty five. Wow. It's gone up quite a bit. Yeah. That's, it's that's it's, it's like insane. 80 grand. It's, it's insane. Now, Ancaster Townhomes uh, is up 14%. So in 2015, mm-hmm. by this time last year, the average sale price was $373,000. <laughs> now it's 427000 It's oh, It's just crazy. Wow. It's becoming... So, I mean, people still... I mean, money's cheap now, I guess. So that's, that's what it is. So, <laughs> Maybe for some. <laughs> yeah. But Hamilton Mountain, one of, one, one of the second best or third best markets in, uh, in Hamilton, um, is uh, a detached home in the Hamilton Mountain last year was three hundred fifty-six thousand six hundred ninety-six dollars. Okay. Uh, this year it's four hundred thirteen thousand nine hundred nineteen dollars. Hmm. Uh, now that's up sixteen percent from last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's just amazing how much it's gone up. And that 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 really paints a neat picture because uh, especially on the mountain you have a great cross section of older homes. Like yes. I, I live in a home that was built in fifty-seven, and then you have a lot of new homes. Mm-hmm. That are built, you know, in the past year or so. That's so that right. really gives you an indication on how stable that area of the city is, right? Yeah. Oh, exactly, exactly. Now, with Hamilton Mountain Townhomes, yeah. Last year, the average price was two hundred forty-four thousand eight hundred sixteen dollars. This year, it's uh, two hundred ninety-five thousand dollars. So it's it's actually gone up quite a bit. The townhomes now, like the highest, most expensive townhome this year that sold 
on the Hamilton Mountain was six hundred thousand. Wow! So that's probably something that's overlooking. Yeah. maybe some ravine lot. Probably or really new and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Stony Creek. So I got the lower Stony Creek numbers. I didn't. I forgot to bring the, uh, the upper, the Stony, upper Creek? Stony Creek. But okay. they're, they're like two different markets there. So sometimes when on on the real estate board they combine the two, but mm -hmm. they're two different uh, areas, and I like to give two different uh, area numbers. So detached homes in Stony Creek uh, last year. Uh, in 2015, was 430,688, hmm. and this year, uh, 526,383, up 22 wow. percent wow. on detached homes. Doing pretty good in Stony Creek. Yeah, Stony Creek. So what what we're getting is in Hamilton Central, we're getting more of the younger buyers, and then in the Stony Creek area, especially on the north side of the Queen E, yeah. you're getting more of the they're this uh, they're the second, third, or fourth time buyer. They're like more like the uh, you know, they're, they're probably mid thirties to the forties, right. you know, they're getting away from the GTA because it's just getting expensive yeah. and they can buy something bigger here. Yeah. They're established at yeah, work. Yeah. Right. But the millennials are the ones that are moving more central, yeah. central Hamilton, the first time buyers. And the prices reflect that too. If you, if that's you can right. get into a home that's, you know, 260, 280 for a first time home buyer, that's pretty that, good. That's right. That's yeah. right. So now in, uh, for townhouses in lower Stony Creek, they're building a lot of townhouses. Yeah. We can see, um, last year. Uh, the average selling price of a townhouse is three hundred and five thousand dollars. This year, it's three hundred and seventy-seven thousand five hundred. Twenty-three wow. percent up. Holy Amazing! Cow. That it's is amazing. that's it's a big just jump. Incredible. So, so I, I I've got Grimsby Grimsby's numbers here. Now, last year, the average selling price in Grimsby was four hundred four hundred sixty thousand eight hundred forty-nine dollars. Hmm. Right. This year, for uh, a detached home. Uh, is five hundred thirteen thousand three hundred ninety three. So it's up eleven percent on detached wow. homes. So half a million. Yeah, just if you want to buy an average a detached home, that's yeah. the average price right now. It, they're calling uh, uh, Grimsby kind of like the mini Oakville. It's kind of like the new area. We're getting yeah. a lot of people from uh, Burlington Oakville wanting to move to Grimsby. It's not that far to go back to see their friends and right, stuff. Like it's right. maybe you know thirty minute drive maximum. So, but the townhouses again. Um, Four hundred in uh, in uh, in two thousand fifteen townhouses. So the uh, average one sold for three hundred thousand thirty. Well, let's say three hundred one thousand. Okay. And uh, this year so far, they're selling for about three hundred forty six thousand, up fourteen percent. <laughs> Incredible! Crazy. Incredible! Are any of those numbers ultra surprising? Given we're only comparing this year to last year. I mean, only one year has passed, and we're seeing that pretty much big increase. increases. Yeah. yeah, and and I think we'll see. And what's driving the prices up uh, on the lower end? It's the young buyers. We yeah. got fifty percent of the young buyers right now um, that are between the ages of twenty to thirty-five. Mm -hmm. They're driving up the townhouse prices. Um, they're driving up the er, everything under the four hundred thousand mark. Yeah. Um, but the uh, but then you got the baby boomers. They're driving up the uh, prices on bungalows. Um, so the bungalows are, are going to be even more hotter demand as time goes on because as yeah. people want, you know, one floor plans because of health reasons and, right. and all that. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's incredible how it's going. Is there one area of the city that, uh, you look at the numbers and you thought, wow, I didn't expect that. Um, you know what? I, 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 I see Hamilton central is still an undervalued area. Yeah. Um, in Hamilton East, I, I'm actually I was surprised Hamilton East is 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 get, gaining a lot of ground, but 
but Hamilton Central is just like mm-hmm. it's ramped right up. And there's some great homes. There's beautiful homes, yeah. and it's getting cleaned up. I'm telling you, Hamilton yeah. is is becoming a nice place to live. You yep. know, like we're getting, you know, like I said before, um, we're getting uh, guys that are selling and renovating their houses, and they're cleaning up neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and, and it's uh, and it's doing well. Yeah, there's no more. Uh, well, at least the last time we we spoke, there was no more uh, five digit homes in Hamilton. I think there was like five, four or five on the on the MLS. Well, one just came up on the market. Okay. Uh, on uh, on uh, on Weir Street, and it was a hundred. I think it's one hundred twenty six thousand. Now oh, yeah. that's going to get scooped up fast. Yeah. Now, yeah. It, like the house size, I'm the, I, I have to see what the square footage of the house. I think it's probably about maybe eight hundred, seven hundred fifty, eight hundred square foot home. Right. Now that's a great house to flip. Now I, I was looking at that listing, and uh, and now that property there, uh, if it's fixed up. It could sell somewhere between two and two and a quarter. Wow! So if it's two, if it's one and a quarter now, yeah. So there's there's a little playroom really? there. Somebody yeah. puts in twenty five thousand, and they can make fifty wow. to seventy five thousand. On you want to go have these? Yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to renovate. I got. <laughs> You're a busy guy. That's it. That's hey, it. When, when we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about uh, the golfy team. We'll also get into uh, what's the best day to choose your home purchase. And coming up after the break, do home buyers need a lemon law? You can call Rob today at nine zero five five seven. On Twitter and Instagram, at Rob Golfie. Check him out on Facebook and go online to robgolfie.com. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Check him out online, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. 905-575-7700 is his phone number. He's all over Twitter and Instagram, at Rob Golfie. And check out Rob Golfie on Facebook. Coming up later on in the show, more on the Golfie team. And we'll talk about what the best day to close your home purchase but let's get into home buyers and whether or not they need a lemon law so what's going on with this well a lot of times when people buy a home like um like they don't like you can't see what's behind the walls mm-hmm. you know they they get a home inspector and they're going through the house they can peek in the attic you know yeah. see if there's any vermiculite insulation or if there's any mold on the on the on the uh plywood that's uh, uh and with the shingles covering it but there's stuff behind the walls that you can't see, mm-hmm. and and home inspectors can't see that. And who knows what's back there? And who and who <laughs> knows what's back there? So a lot of times, I mean, who knows what kind of wiring, plumbing, totally. yeah. air, anything is back there. Um, so when somebody buys the house, anything can happen to that house while they take like like for instance. Um, somebody says, I have no leaks in my house, right? Yeah. Okay, so we know eventually a house will leak in time, right? So this homeowner says, my house doesn't leak. Yeah. And uh, and then new owner buy, come moves in. Two weeks later, he uh, after he's moved in, he's got leaks. Right. So now he's thinking that his, his the, the seller of that house lied to him. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... Mm-hmm. That seller probably never did have a leak, but a leak has to start sometime. Yeah, it's going it to happen eventually. It's eventually going to happen. So, and it just happened to ha- start two weeks after he took possession of the wow. house. So there could be issues there on that. And sometimes now there's insurance companies out there now 
Uh, in the U.S., it's been going on all the time, and that's and a lot of times that's how they sell homes. They give a warranty mm-hmm. with with the house when you're buying it. So, um, and it's coming this way. Within five years, you're going to see every house is going to have an insurance warranty, and it's good for six months or right. or a year. So, if anything happens to um, to your home, like let's say the furnace burns out, yeah. or or you happen to have a, a, a leak or anything like that. Um, you have a warranty that will cover it, but mm-hmm. I mean, there is a, a, a deductible on most most insurance companies. They'll get, they'll yeah. say there's a five hundred dollar deductible, but I, I think it's the way to go. I mean, when we buy a car, right? Um, I mean, you have to go through tests, you, mm-hmm. and you want to have your mechanic look at the car. And then, if you're buying it from a dealership, if, if it's a, a used car, they'll give you a three month warranty yeah, on the car, yeah. right? Because if you're going to find any problems, you're going to find it right away on a on a used car. But um, but I think houses. I mean, it's a, an expensive purchase. It's, a, it's the biggest purchase you're going to make. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. So, so the warranty thing is a good thing. Uh, sometimes the seller will buy it to you know to make this to, to make the confident for the buyer to you know that he's purchasing a good home. Right. And sometimes the realtor will pay for it. And uh, but you're going to see it. You're going to see it coming on mm-hmm. uh, more and more in the next. Uh, I say within the next five years that you're going to see. Uh, quite a, more than fifty percent of the homes will have a warranty on it, and, and more than likely, uh, it won't just be the banks who are offering this warranty. It's going to be insurance companies, right? Well, well, the warrant, the bank's warranty, that's a CMHC. So it's going to be different. insurance. Okay, that's that's an insurance that uh, that uh, people uh, pay when they buy the house to make sure the bank, if if they don't uh, if if they don't pay their mortgage, that the bank's going to get their money. Right. This is kind of like a warranty that you'd buy on your car. Right. You know, let's say if the engine blows, well. The warranty is going to cover it and get you uh, a, you know, a new engine or rebuild the engine. So in the case of the individual who moved into the home and a couple of weeks later had that leaky basement, w- uh, would that be covered by homeowners insurance or their house insurance? No, okay. no. Um, it, it depends how bad the leak was. Right, uh, right. If it's just a leak, like a tiny little leak, it's not really causing any damage uh, yeah. in, you know, in the basement, but it's, it's leaving a watermark and it's, it's, it could be bigger damage down the road. Yeah. Um, the warranty would probably uh, cover it, and if they can prove that the seller that sold in the house uh, knew about it, uh, the warranty company will go after them. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, used car buyers get more consumer protection than resale home buyers. It kind of sounds backwards, doesn't it? It it does. Like um, I I I don't understand, but it, that's the way it is. Like when you buy a car, you take it to your mechanic, mm-hmm. um, you check it out. You, I mean, you have to do an emissions test. It, there, there, you can get, and then you can look at the history of the car if yeah. there's any accidents. Yeah. With a house, I mean, there's a lot of hidden... A lot of hidden, secrecy. There is a lot of secrecy. Yeah. So it's 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 careful. Um, so when you're buying a house, it's always good to knock on the neighbor's door and find out information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about that before as well. Yeah. Yeah. You can call Rob today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Check him out on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, search at Rob Golfie, and it can also do the same on Facebook. Let's get into the uh, seller property information sheet. What is this? This I is, have one in front of me, and I've, yes. I've never seen it before. Yeah, so this is something that I do not recommend my clients to fill out, okay. as my sellers to fill out. Okay. So they've got questions on here, and, and I, highlight, I, I highlighted some questions there. Uh, like if you look on the, on the second or third page, uh, for instance, says, uh, it says, is the property subject to flooding, right? So <laughs> uh, that's yeah. question number four at the bottom, environmental. Is the property subject to flooding? Well, you haven't had a flood. Uh, so you check off no, right? Right. Yeah. Well, the new homeowner says, "Well, I got a piece of paper. You signed this yeah. property isn't subject to flooding. Guess what? They have a flood. Yeah. Six and months now later. You're in the lurch, right? Guess what? Now he's on the hook. Yeah. He can take this document, 
and and file a claim against him for the damages yeah. and sue that the the previous owner. Yeah. And so that's the sad thing about this. But but as as far as he was concerned, he never had a flood while he owned the property. Right. Um, there's the, another one here. I was uh, going to say that would be the same as are you aware of any problems with the plumbing system? And again, there behind might, the walls, there, there might never have been a plumbing system while that individual family lived in the home. But if something comes about right. after this new person moves in, then you're on the hook again. There you go. Wow. There you go. Here's another one. Uh, is there vermiculite insulation on the property? A lot of people don't know that they yeah. have it. They, yeah. they've, Especially in the last two, three years, with all the multiple offers that have been happening, people haven't had uh, home inspections done. So they don't even know if they have vermiculite. So mm. when they sell, and if it's a more of a balanced market and people do home inspections, yeah. that homeowner is going to, you know, Say, well, I didn't even know I had this. Now he's going to, so somebody's going to have to pay for the removal of this vermiculite. Mm -hmm. um, another one, you know, are you aware of any moisture or water problems? Yeah. Um, uh, are you aware of any, uh, again, aware of any problems with the electrical system? Um, another one, are you, uh, is there any letter galvanized plumbing? Like those things, um, you know, a lot of homeowners don't know. And especially if you're a third, fourth time owner of this house, yeah. over here it says, was a building permit, like, have you done any re renovations? Well, the previous owner may have put uh, an addition on with no building permit or mm -hmm. just a deck with no building permit. And he doesn't know if there's a building permit exactly. there. So he's assuming that there was one. And then, you know, and then when you go to the city and say, well, we didn't know they had a, you know, 20 by 30 deck with a big uh, shed in the backyard yeah, yeah. and an in-ground pool. We didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, uh, but those are things. So my recommendation on this is if I'm representing you as a seller, mm -hmm. I advise you not to fill this out. Okay. And I'll so, give, so it's not mandatory then? No, it's not mandatory. Okay. As a buyer, it's always good to know because you, you kind of got the guy on the hook for something. If he's lying about something yeah. here, you can take him to court on this. Lawyers recommend uh, that uh, sellers do not fill this out, and lawyers recommend buyers should get it from <laughs> get it from the from the seller if they can. Right. Um, I actually have uh, a, a document that I have my clients, uh, my seller sign, to indicate. I explain to them what the seller property information statement is, mm -hmm. and I have them sign something saying, "Listen, if you want to fill it out, that's fine. I recommend not to." Um, but I have them sign something. I explain it to them, and they sign, and I have them sign a document saying that we are not filling one out. Right. Yeah. So why was this created in the first place? Was it to protect sellers and or buyers, or was that the goal? It it, it was to protect the agent. It was okay. protect the sellers, um, and to help the buyer understand the house. But it's actually caused a lot of lawsuits. Yeah. And and there's one lawsuit uh, that happened years ago. Um, the, uh, a seller property information statement was filled out, mm -hmm. um, and they had no moisture problems. And uh, the people moved in, right? Everything was fine. Two Within two years, they got the basement. They're redoing the basement. Right. Mold everywhere. Oh. And and then they're now they're saying, well, that's why I was sick in this house. So now they went after the inspector and the homeowner. Wow. And um, so the homeowner says, I didn't know, like, we had this. Like, we didn't, you know, we never lived in the basement. There were, you know, retirees. Mm -hmm, they like mm -hmm. elderly people. And they, they went through a, a real big hassle, a legal hassle, uh, because of the situation, because of the uh -huh. seller property information statement. So what are the implications for agents when they have this form? And, and you mentioned you recommend it for one but not the other. It, it, well, it, the agents, as, as representing the seller, it kind of gets them off the hook. Yeah. Because we had the homeowner fill this out and uh, say, well, listen, we talked to the homeowner. He signed an initial disc, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, he indicated that 
you know, there was no flooding problems, no moisture. The wire w w was fine. And, uh, but, uh, and it kind of, you know, saves the, uh, the agent a little bit, which is, and the agent's responsible. And I'll give you a perfect example. On Beach Boulevard years ago, when I first got in the business, elect I, I sold this electrician's house. He was an electrician mm -hmm. uh, by trade. And uh, it was an older uh, home. Uh, you know, Beach Boulevard's got homes that probably built in the early 1900s. Yeah. And I, I walked in, I saw the basement, I saw all, like all this new wiring. And, and I said, uh, so is the house completely wired? He says, completely, right? And uh, so I, I assumed, you know, I'm, he, my assumption, him telling me that the house was completely wired, it's right. all new wiring. Yeah. He's an electrician. Right. I mean, you can't get any better than that. put two and two together, yeah. So anyway, we, uh, we sold the house. Uh, we find out there's knob and tube wiring on the second floor. Oh, no. And in my listing uh, information you sheet. You had all new wiring. I said, up all new wiring. Oh, wow. Guess what? Uh, I'm on the hook for that yeah. wiring on the second floor. And I went to the homeowner and I said, you said um, there was all new wiring. And the, and you could tell I got him on the spot. <laughs> and his wife goes, no, some new wiring. Uh, I'm yeah. like, well, <laughs> you could tell he had a hard time lying to me, but the wife had no problem, yeah, you know. Yeah. So anyway, so we had a resolution. We we came up with a resolution uh, to to help with the new buyers, and, and it and it worked out. Hmm. But uh, so that's why a lot of realtors, when they put the remarks in, they say you know uh, mostly updated wiring, you know mostly new windows, right, right, up, right. you know it's not one hundred percent. It's not one hundred percent. So uh, room sizes are approximate, you know, yeah, because. Yeah. Um, they can get in trouble for that because their job is to find out their information. Uh, like our job as realtors, we have to make sure we know what we're selling. We yeah. can't just put it out, sign up on the front lawn and just you know pray that somebody will figure it out on their own. Right. We have to make sure we know the room size, the square footage, uh, you know the wiring, what what type of wiring is in there, all that kind of yeah. stuff. There's yeah. an accountability and a responsibility for sure. It, it is, yeah. Uh, regarding the seller property information sheet, what are the key things to consider when buying a resale? Um, if, if you're a buyer and you got your hands on this, mm -hmm. it's always good to read through every question and see what the initialed. And then if you have any questions, yeah. sometimes people will put this as a condition, you know, conditional upon, uh, receiving a seller property information statement okay. within, you know, and reviewing within seven days mm -hmm. of, uh, um, putting this agreement together. Um, if you can get one done and usually inexperienced agents, they'll do this cause they, they, you know, they're not aware of all the implications mm -hmm. that this can happen. Mm -hmm. And I would love, you know, as representing as a buyer, I, we always put in our, on our agreements, you know, we ask for it. Most agents will cross it out yeah. and we, we tell that to our buyers, say, listen, they may cross it out. And, uh, so, you know, we'll just, we just got to rely on the home inspection, uh, and, and home inspectors do miss things. There's mm -hmm. no doubt about it. Yeah. They uh, can't see everything, right? No, exactly. Exactly. Let's talk about, uh, what the best day to close your home purchase. So wh what are we looking at here? Well, a, a majority of the people, they like to, to close on a Friday yeah. and it's usually the last Friday of the month. Right. Which is the craziest day uh, for for lawyers to close deals, mm -hmm. and and they're running around with their heads cut off trying to make sure <laughs> everything yeah. is taken care of. Yeah. Um, but Friday, so if you if you close on a Friday, um, what happens is if there's any hiccups on closing, that means the lawyers can't get back to it till Monday or Tuesday. Right. Right. So you lose a whole weekend. So it's always good to close like on a Wednesday. Now, if there's any problems on closing date. The next business day is less than 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So you might be able to close within 24 hours right. versus Having a weekend, a especially if there's the long weekend yeah. coming up. Um, but it's always good to, yeah, it's always good to close on a, on a Wednesday. And it's always good to close, 
your like bought, purchase your home two days before you sold yours, just in case there's yeah need that wiggle room right w- wiggle room yeah so like because it makes life easier when you're moving because mm-hmm. um, I mean moving everything in one day. It's it's <laughs> yeah. crazy, and I just yeah. moved myself. Oh my god! And, and we had time to move, but I can't believe how many how much stuff we had. And thank God I had at least a month to move in, but we crashed it all in one week. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so, what should people look for and do one week before closing on that purchase day? Well, well, the one the one thing is, it's always good to do a final viewing. Uh, a final viewing the day before closing or okay. the morning up to make okay. sure the house is exactly the way it was yeah. when when they looked at it. Obviously, there's going to be a, either a lot of boxes or the house is going to be empty. You're going to notice, you're going to go, wow, I didn't realize, you know, an empty house. There's a lot of, you know, unknowns, you know, with because furniture has been yeah. covering up. Yeah, yeah. But it's always good because, you know, the light fixtures are there. Make sure everything's working because the way that the contract reads is that um, everything should be working on day of closing. So, right. you know, check the air conditioner. And it's hard to check the air conditioner in the wintertime, yeah, right? Yeah. So you find out in the spring, but it's too late, yeah. right? But uh, check the heating and air. Uh, check the dishwasher. You know, open the fridge. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, just check all the mechanical things. Make sure everything's running smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- th- those are the things. So if there is a problem with the, cent- with the central air or the uh, heating system, you can actually go to your lawyer that day and say, hey, listen, this heating system's not working. You, you got a chance to, you know, renegotiate right. or, you know, do a holdback and say, listen, we may have to put a new furnace in because it says we were having a working furnace on yeah. closing day. Yeah. And that, uh, that, that Wednesday closure at least gives you a couple days to sort all that out. It, get, it does. So, for instance, let's say there's a, a title problem. Um, if there's a title problem, lawyers are supposed to check title. The buying lawyer is supposed to check title two weeks before closing, mm-hmm. usually. And if there's any problems, they got two weeks to resolve any problems to, before closing date. Yeah. But sometimes lawyers miss that. And they do it the day before, and now they got problems. So they'll blame the real estate agent because, and then sometimes they'll call me and they say, no, 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 I've given instructions to your lawyer to search title two weeks before. (laughs) So he just doesn't want to look bad in front of you. I says, I've got it here in writing. But uh, but there things should be searched uh, two weeks before closing. If there's any any problems, yeah. they should know about it. Yeah. All right. When we come back a little more on uh, the Golfy team and what they're all about, when we come back, this is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. A house in the middle of our street. A house in the middle of our. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Zamperin in studio with Rob Golfi, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. Find them online at robgolfi.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. You can also check them out on Facebook. Just search Rob Golfi. A couple of things that you may have missed earlier on in the show. Do home buyers need a lemon law and the best day to close your home purchase? Wednesday, not a Friday. Remember that. Yes, yes. I'll, it I'll makes everybody's that. life easier. <laughs> yes. Uh, so when buying a home, uh, there are so many things to look at, so many things to do. Uh, maybe what are some of the top line things that are an absolute must? Home buyers have to do these sorts of things. Well, asking some good hard questions. Um, so if I'm representing a, um, um, a buyer and they're looking at buying a house, I'll send an email to the, uh, to the other agent, the selling agent, mm-hmm. and say, listen, uh, my, my client's concerned about this. Could be. Uh, are there any water problems, or is there any you know drainage issues, yeah. or electrical, anything like that? Right. 
and I'll wait for his response. If he calls me, I say, can you just send that to me by email so I can forward it to him? Mm-hmm. Now I have, have it by email. Right, right, right. Because now he's responsible. Like He's obligated to know everything about that house. And, um, and then I always advise my, uh, my clients to, to knock on the neighbor's doors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it could be a positive or a negative, but if you knock on a, a few neighbor's doors, they, they'll tell you like, oh yeah, you know, so-and-so passed away there, but yeah. everything's good. Or, um, you know, they had this issue or they had that issue mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, it's a good way to learn it. Then you, then you got more questions to ask. Yeah. Um, and you don't necessarily have to talk to just to the people beside that. I mean, you can go behind the house yeah, and you have the yeah. street or uh, across the street. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, sometimes you can, you know, call, um, and I don't know if they, I know some people have called the police station to find out, you know, how many calls are on the street really? well, and what kind of calls are they? I mean, if it's domestic disputes, I mean, that's, you know, that's everywhere. Yeah. But uh, but if there's a lot of crime on that street, yeah. you can find like out. Drug activity. That drug kind of activity thing, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, you can find out, you know, details about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always good to know, you know, what what you're getting into because, um, I mean, it's hard to know every single house. Yeah. But like, like I, you know, we have a guy in our office. I mean, he reads uh, the newspaper cover to cover, and he's kind of like, like I said, he's like our encyclopedia for <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> and we know we know things about uh, certain neighborhoods in Hamilton. A lot of other a- agents don't know, or even people know. So right. we want to make sure that we get you in the right neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. and that's important because uh, you know you'll have a person who comes to your office and say, "Hey, I'm, uh, I'm in the market to buy a home. Let's look at this area and this area." And you have that history, that kind of database that says, "You know what? These two homes are comparable in price and, and structure and and all the amenities that you want, but this neighborhood might not be as good as this one here." That's right. right? Like there's 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 I can't remember what house is. it's in uh, Central Hamilton. Uh, there's a row of four or five homes. They're all leaning, and it's because uh, w- what it was built on. Mm-hmm. Now they're leaning because the soil the soil it was built on. But all the houses are leaning. Wow. And I mean, they still sell. I mean, it's you know, it's it's reflective on you know how the house is. And yeah. But uh, like uh, a leaning townhouse of Hamilton. Yeah. It, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it. But sometimes. People don't know that it's it's it, the structural is worse than it is, mm. and so so we tell we tell people like you know like that whole row there for some reason, uh, the soil it was built on it um, it's you yeah know, it's, just stay away stay away we yeah are we still in the hot. Uh, time frame to buy homes. I know the summer months can be very busy because people want to get in their homes or or new locations in the city or a different city before the school year. Right? Well, we're finding right now um, with the market in August, uh, the market slowed down a bit. I mm-hmm. mean, we're, we we've been busy, but we find that houses are staying on the market a little longer. Okay, uh, it, we can see that uh, agents, other agents, and uh, and sellers they're they're starting to become impatient because you know you put a house up for sale, it's sold within a week. You know, yeah. we're used to that. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. when the house is on the market at two, three weeks at a time, people are getting getting anxious. They're getting <laughs> nervous. Yeah. And what's going on? <laughs> so, uh, but uh, we don't know if that's, uh, th- that's probably the summer market. Uh, we believe that, uh, you know, once uh, middle of September, October, November, I think those are, are going to be another big bang, uh, mm-hmm. but not as, as strong as the spring market. Like yeah. the Feb- from February to the end of May, that was like a very strong market. Like it can make a difference of, you know, twenty to $30,000 on, uh, on selling your house uh, early this year versus uh, fall of this year. Right, but, right. but we don't know what next year is going to bring, right? So, yeah. so you just go with what the market it is. Are the, um, the average closing time still the same? Are we still looking at anywhere from a month to three months? Is that yeah, still kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of times I always tell my, my uh, sellers, 
that um, you know you'll get a better price if somebody comes in with a closing of thirty days because obviously they need the house quick. Right. But they're but they'll pay you the money to you know so they're not inconvenienced but you're going to be inconvenienced. Sure, sure. So there's there's a price to pay for that. Yeah. What's the longest you can go? I uh, we've seen closings you know close to well builders they're sometimes eighteen months but right. on a resale. Um, I've seen closings, uh, you know, like nine months, really? 10 months. Yeah. It's a long time to wait for a house. It just depends. You know, the buyer, the right buyer happened, loves the house mm-hmm. and they'll wait for that house. And it has to be a pretty spectacular home for them to wait right, that, long that long because yeah. I mean, you know, townhouses are a dime a dozen and, you know, in, in a, in a two story, you know, four bedroom house is another dime a dozen, yeah. but but uh, but it has to be a pretty spectacular house for yeah. someone to wait that long. And as an agent, you have to be patient as well in those circumstances. Yeah, you don't get paid for nine <laughs> months. <laughs> that's a yeah, that's a bitter pill to swill sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we come back, uh, a little bit more on the golfy team and what they're all about in regards to experience, and customer service, and market knowledge. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM nine hundred CHML. Last go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio this morning with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And check out Rob Golfie on Facebook. The Golfie team. Oh, it's pretty darn good, eh? It, it is. We well, you know what? We we, we put a lot of money into uh, into our customer service. I've got I've got three full time administrative people working for me, and another part time girl to make sure that we can give good customer service mm-hmm. to all our clients. Um, a lot of things that we offer is the experience. Um, uh, not only uh, a good experience in selling, but the experience in in knowledge of selling, right? Um, there's a, there's, you know, like we've done a lot of deals, and uh, we know if any deal's going sideways, we try to save that deal yeah. uh, as much as possible. And even if the deal goes dead, we'll re, we'll bring it back to life again, maybe within 24 to 48 hours. Mm. That's the experience we have, wow. and that's something you, the, that you can't teach. That comes with time it, and, and it, experience, it, obviously. Time, experience, and doing a lot of deals, yeah. and uh, and that makes the difference. Like any agent, like I said, can put a sign up on the front lawn, yeah. put it on MLS, and then. But and I'll, and I'll give what you, happens after that, right? That's right. Yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. And I, I didn't realize how st- our brand I, and I I didn't realize how strong our brand was. But it it is it is we I feel we have a good brand, and I know uh, people recognize our brand. There was a guy on Bates Avenue. Hmm. Um, he had his house for sale with this realtor, and he had it listed at four hundred fifty thousand. Okay, and he had it for sale for sixty days. And the agent was pushing him to take four hundred and thirty-five thousand. Okay, now that was fifteen thousand less than asking price. Mm-hmm. So they were really upset with him, so they canceled him. They called me in, and I looked at it and I said, "You know what? Your house is worth four fifty. Like it, it should have sold." And you know, I just couldn't understand. I said. Mm-hmm. I, so we put it at 450. You know, we had our professional photographers go in, and we had our stagers go in. Yeah. 
and we ended up selling it for four fifty five. Wow! So there's a twenty thousand dollar difference. So I truly felt that with our experience, our brand mm-hmm. on the you know with our sign on the front lawn and everything, it added uh, credibility, credibility and value to that listing. Yeah. $20,000 difference in your pocket. <laughs> That's it, it's a big chunk of change. It, it is a big chunk of change. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we like the market, like, and we knew the market was there. So, so people, I, 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 yes, I'm, I am doing a sales job on you right now, but I'm just being honest and, and I'm talking from the heart. Be careful on who you hire. Like, yeah. uh, like I, I truly mean that it, you, you hire the wrong person. It could cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, like I had the same house as the other guy did. And he couldn't, and he had struggled, and he got an offer for four thirty-five, and yeah. I got, and I got him five thousand above asking. Yeah. And it wasn't now, like it was a year after. No, right? we're talking. It was like a week after. Yeah, like yeah. he, they, they fired him. They hired me. We we put all our stuff into it, and and we sold it for mm-hmm. uh, five thousand above asking. So uh, you know, like I said, you know, if you, uh, you know, I understand. You know, there's brother-in-laws and cousins and relatives that are realtors. If you hire the realtor that only sells three, four homes a year, it's going to cost you. So I don't know if you're doing them a favor yeah. uh, or it's going to cost you, you know. Um, marketing and uh, and everything under that umbrella. One thing that I've noticed, especially on the Facebook page, is when you're showing a home. And I, I saw one the other day, and I think it was one in Ancaster, uh, where you have, I think it's drones. Because just the, yes. the, how, how the camera goes with the home and the whole scenery around it. It was phenomenal. It, it is. Well, we got a guy that does uh, video drone with uh, top agents in the U.S. And right. he happens to live here uh, in Ontario. And we have him exclusively uh, for us in, uh, in, in the Hamilton, uh, Burlington surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. So uh, if, you, if you go on uh, either my Facebook or go on my YouTube station and look up, uh, you know, Rob Golfie, yeah. um, um, you know, drones or, or whatever um, – it's amazing videos. It's that like a movie. It is, yeah. but 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 the, the the shots are quick. Yeah, and and so it keeps you uh, uh, attention into the. Yeah. Into and it's the, not like a five minute video. Either. No, no, yeah. they're two minutes, but they go. It goes quick because right. because the scenes change so quick. Yeah. And uh, and we we've had agents call us and say, hey, who's doing this? I said, too bad. <laughs> I go, sorry. Uh, you know, that's our little secret. Yeah. And uh, they've been wanting to find out uh, who's doing our drone uh, pictures. But, yeah, it's uh, phenomenal. But yeah, incredible. Yeah. And it really adds, you know, an extra you know spice or flavor to the whole marketing campaign. There's another avenue, social media, and and, and these drones that you can say, hey, look at this home, guys. Oh, absolutely. Right. Um, I mean, we get aerial shots, like especially along the waterfront, farm properties yeah, or yeah. big estate properties. It's amazing, uh, but definitely check on my YouTube station or on my website. You'll you'll at, you know robgolfie.com. You'll see some of the uh, drone shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it totally changes the the dynamics of the house. And you talked earlier about you know the research, the the market knowledge, the development that you guys, the, the the time, the expertise, the experience you have that goes a long way in terms of not only making money for that seller, but obviously putting a buyer in a home that they want as well. That's right. Like. Um, for for instance, um, like when we are negotiating on the behalf of the buyer, mm-hmm. our average uh, we're strong negotiators. And actually, there was a company that was trying to recruit us a few years ago uh, to join their uh, company, and we refused. We we're st- we're staying with the Remax brand. Um, they said that our average we averaged five thousand dollars more for each client that we sold uh, that we sold their house right so uh, we have the best average one of the best averages on the real estate board for from listings to selling ratio so that's amazing yeah 
Rob, again, uh, great show as always. Thanks for coming in on uh, this Saturday morning, and uh, we'll check in with you uh, next Saturday, which is the long weekend. So enjoy. Yes, yes. You've been listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 right here on AM 900 CHML.